Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin, who goes by Big Orange Bones on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? (laughs) Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, what a wild and entertaining weekend of SEC football Mm. that we Mm. just experienced. Shane, this is when it gets good. When it's conference on conference, we're going into these games saying, oh, Missouri, they ain't got a damn prayer. Uh, (laughs) You know, we got two undefeated showing down. We got upset Uh specials. I mean, this is the prime, prime. This is the first weekend we've had like this, and they're basically all like this the rest of the way. I couldn't be more fired up. How about you? I couldn't either. Like you said, who would have thought Missouri and Georgia would be a ball game? Mm-hmm. And there I am at the end of it. Come on, baby. Is this it? You know, everybody, I had to delete all the content I had for my upset, but uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a hell of a matchup. And that's what we love about the SEC, that, that old cliche, it's any given Saturday. That's, that's the facts, man. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we got to see. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, great game. Old Miss, Kentucky, great game. I mean, they're just, so many great games Saturday. I just didn't want it to end, brother. Yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. I swear, after the Georgia-Mizzou game, I'm just sitting there just bug-eyed, just just looking at my phone and reading the tweets. And and and, and I've been there, Mike. I've been there, and I feel bad for those fans. I'm talking to you, Arkansas fans. I'm talking to you, Mizzou fans. I'm talking, I'm talking to uh, Auburn fans out there. You know, I'm talking to all the losers, Texas A&M fans. Been there, okay? Tennessee, we've lost a lot of games. And then you start picking it apart and you find a little penalty here and you put your video up and you're like, well, why wasn't this called? You know, is, is, is that part of it, Mike? I, I feel bad, but uh, that's what I kept watching on. I was like, damn, it was a holding. Oh, that damn, it was a face mask, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, anytime you look at a, you know, a certain play, key play, this could happen, that could happen. But, you know, really, there's so many of those in a football game. Yeah. Unless it's. You know, Bo Nix throwing the ball backwards to spike it. You know, yeah. I don't think you got much of a case on, on a lot of those because, like I said, for every one of those you find, the opponent can find two more. You know what I mean? Right. No, and, I, and again, I think it's it's part of the process. When you lose – it's like the 12 steps. One of the steps is finding shit the refs missed, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tale old as time, you know? So I hate it for those guys because I've been there – uh, but uh, on the other end, man, man, there's some sweet ass victories yesterday too. Right. So let's get right into it, Shane, because the biggest matchup in my mind going into the weekend, Old Miss Kentucky showdown of undefeateds, one stands, and it's of course it's Old Miss, Shane, twenty two to nineteen over Kentucky. Very entertaining mm-hmm. game went down to the wire, and how about? This Ole Miss defense, Shane. I mean, we had to hear time and time again, <laughs> Will Levis, number one overall pick. And hey, maybe I go a little too far with it, Shane, with the with the yeah. all with the Twitter. I mean, I'm just putting out jokes, but it's just over the top. He's a great college quarterback. He may mm-hmm. be the next Dan Marino. I don't, I wish him the best, Shane. But I don't know about you, but I just it kind of like ruins the broadcast when I got to hear twenty times. What an elite NFL prospect this guy is, and how there's an unnamed scout says he's going to be the number one pick. On and on and on, and you catch yeah. it. We'll get to Lane Kiffin at the at the end of this, but 
Yeah, Lane Kiffin's poking fun of it too because he knows yeah. we only put up they get we gave up 19 points to the number one overall pick in the draft. <laughs> I think it's motivating defenses to go up against him. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I see where you're coming from, but you know if that's your guy, you know I'm going to tout him as well. I, I you know we made jokes. I, I think what did they say? That's a pro throw. You know, like <laughs> through. It's like what you know? It was I a said good that throw? was an NFL yes. fumble when he coughed yeah. up the ball to, to lose the damn game. Well, probably people that weren't watching that game had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> but that was what he was referring to. It's an adjective that they like to use to describe Will Levis. Will Levis is a great quarterback. Did he make some terrible mistakes during this game? Absolutely. I don't think it is because of the added pressure, but I mean, you do wonder. But I mean, you fast forward. Later in the day, we listen to Gary just loathe uh, <laughs> Bryce. You know, I mean, it's just he's God's gift to quarterback. So it's just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm. I, this is what you want your program to have is NFL talent, and especially at quarterback. I mean, they've not had that since what Couch. You know, so right. um, this, this, this is good. This is good for them, but. Can this be the last damn time we watch this game at noon, Mike? I mean, there there is no reason that this game should have been played at 12 o'clock. This should have been a 7 o'clock game or 3.30 game because it was fantastic like it always is, man. It was yeah. a great game. Well, I hate to ruin it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this at the tail end, but next week we've only got one showdown of ranked opponents, Shane. It's at noon, 11 Central, Tennessee LSU. So, no, this is this is here to stay. But let, let's stick with Will Levis for a minute, Shane. 18 of 24, 220 yards, two touchdowns. But he did have a key fumble. He did have a safety. We got Chris Rodriguez back in action. He lived up to the billing, Shane. 19 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. But this is what we were saying, Shane. I mean, Chris Rodriguez, as great as he is, he's not playing offensive line. And Kentucky yeah. only rushed for 108 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. This ain't going to get it done. This is what we're saying time and time again. The offensive line is going to cost you in these SEC games. And it came down to, you know, a final possession there. Kentucky did score, but there was a legitimate illegal motion. A receiver was not set at the snap. I believe that was freshman Dane Key. That's, that's part of the reason why a lot of these coaches don't like to play freshmen in key situations. Mm-hmm. Mistakes. And then right after that, the right tackle, blown block. Strip sack, that's a ball game right there. So, yeah, I mean, look at the Kentucky drive chart at the end here, Shane. Turnover on downs, fumble, fumble, ball game. And yeah. there was an opportunity. One guy we do got to shout out. I mean, he's – I don't know how the rest of the SEC slept on this kid. I mean, he was a touted prospect. But Barry and Brown, four-star <laughs> from the Nashville area, two catches, 81 yards. He is – well, you know, they got – Special team player of the day. I mean, well, Kentucky had ter- – Terrible special teams, but don't you put them on there? I don't put it. No, because they lost the game, Shane. And I'll tell you oh. why. Because he tripped up 164 yeah. re- kick return yards, 275 all-purpose. I mean, he's incredible. He's got to be freshman All-American. But I did want to mention that, Shane. I mean, he should have had a kick return touchdown, but he got tripped up by his teammate. Yeah, but on like the 40-yard line. But, I mean, th- But listen to this, Shane. Kentucky never scored again. So – I mean, that yeah. could have I been know. the game 
decider right there. You but know what? Kentucky didn't lose because of him. In fact, Kentucky could have lost by more if it wasn't for him. There was plenty of opportunities that he got him in the red zone or close near to it. So, yeah. no, he's he's my special teamer, man. And and just because he's electric and I, I love – I was watching the game and I was thinking, man, they got to find more ways to get him the ball, get him in space. Mm-hmm. I always think about uh, my Cordero Patterson, you know. They, they, they orchestrated ways to get him in those little spots. Uh, another one was that Texas A&M guy, uh, Kirk. You know, it mm-hmm. was just – He's one of those dangerous athletes, and then they here. Lo and behold, they do it, and he almost scores a touchdown again. So, um, okay, maybe that's the award we'll give him. Almost scored, you know. So uh, <laughs> nobody almost scored more than he did Saturday. But the the fact of the matter is, you're walking away from that game. I don't know about you, Mike, but this is my personal opinion. I'm walking away that game as a, if I'm a Kentucky guy. I'm like, shit, this offensive line. You know, people have been yeah. telling me for weeks, and I kept ignoring it. But this offensive line is straight garbage, um, and, and and they're getting my quarterback killed. You know, forget if he's a pro or not. He he probably would be if he had time to sit back there and 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 you know go through his progressions. But he doesn't. He's in survival. It's like Survivor Island back there. Yeah. But then you got Rodriguez. There's a little little hope because I think it 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 it, it kind of balanced this team out. Little people couldn't just you know sit back there in the second half. They couldn't pin their ears back because that's a guy you had to account for. So there are some good things. But Kentucky blew this game multiple times, man. There was multiple opportunities. And then you go to the other side of the ball. Ole Miss. I, I, Judkins, there should be more people talking about how great this running back is. He yep. is absolutely phenomenal, and he is young, and you got him for a while. I mean, they have, they have, they're just freaking dangerous back there in this in the backfield. But then you look at Dart. I don't know, man. I mean, how many weeks are we in? I, I get it. Ole Miss is undefeated, but barely. And that guy out there with eye paint, you should come out with eye paint if, you, if you're like 50% completion and you got more interceptions and you do touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should come out there ready to play and be a team player, but don't, don't, you're not, you don't deserve <laughs> the centerpiece just yet because I tell you what, Dart about cost that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very inconsistent. Shane, early in the game, he was firing. And yeah. I think that's more of a testament to Lane Kiffin studying up his Kentucky defense and saying, all right, we got A, B, and C. We're going to be able to mm-hmm. slash these guys for some big plays. But once Kentucky's defense starts settling in, whew, man, it was mm-hmm. overthrows. It was dropped interceptions. It was it was living life on the edge, you know it, with uh, <laughs> old Jackson Dart. So they, got, they have got to get that cleaned up because they are going to have some tough ball games upcoming. Mm-hmm on the road that he plays like he did on Saturday. They're going like you said, they're gonna lose some football games. But Quinshawn Junkins, you mentioned the freshman, another freshman All American in my opinion. Fifteen carries, hundred and six yards, a touchdown. How about Malik Heath Shane? Six catches, a hundred yards. We said Ole Miss not really have those targets that scares Kentucky. Well he he scared the hell out of me watching him on Saturday. Yeah. He was very, very productive. And and how about this, Shane? Assistant coach of the week Chris Partridge, Ole Miss defense, man, again, I mean, 19 points. We know Kiffin with his troll comment there, but that's exactly what it, what it is, man. They're, they're making plays on fourth down to get stops. They're forcing mm-hmm. turnovers. They're getting safeties. They're make, Imagine, Shane, imagine Lane Kiffin program. We all think high-flying offense, and we yeah. say, okay, defense, go win us a ball game. But that's that's <laughs> what they did in, in yeah. your – what three of the Lane Kiffin errors? The defense 
that as good as the the offense running game is, the defense is what's winning them uh, some of these games. You know what? Absolutely. And he called out that fan base, and, boy, they showed up. Hey, it may have been a new game, and there may have been a couple of rowdy fights in the stands, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> Ole Miss was loud, and, and they were a factor too. So uh, it was just all-around great game. I just I hate that it was wasted at noon and people didn't get to see it. And yeah, I'll tell you what drove me the, the bonkers is this damn uh, baseball batter. What is his name? Uh, oh, ju- oh uh, Judge. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was yeah. They keep putting it in, you know, and uh, I was I was watching it, and and uh, I had to go. We had I was out of beer, so we were going to go get some beer, and I'm driving. I wasn't drinking at the time because it was a noon game, thank God. But I'm driving down, and I'm playing it on on my uh, on my phone, and then all of a sudden the judge thing comes in, and I'm like, I can't hear it, you know. I'm I'm going off audio. I can't watch it and drive, and then I'm like, this guy, you know. Is, what are we doing, ESPN? If I wanted to watch the damn Yankees game, I'd be on the Yankees game. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this channel does not exist. Well, maybe if you're a sling or a dish owner, but <laughs> you know. But other than that, it should be there. And uh, I don't understand why they're force feeding the SEC a baseball game in New York. Nobody cares. If they did, they'd be like I said, they'd be watching the thing. So anyway, that's my two cents. I, I later found out I could watch it on the SEC network and don't get interrupted by that. But that should not be a thing. Mike. <laughs> no, that's and this is two, like a, two weeks in a row. You always you say, don't... you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> you know, that's what grinds my gears right there. I literally didn't even know it was baseball season till last week when they did this garbage. Then you know what? Oh yeah, and they kept talking. They're like, "Well, he's probably gonna strike out again." Well, there's his parents, and I'm just like, "Man, why, wait, I'm literally." <laughs> I'm trying to watch or listen to the the Kentucky game, but anyway. And Chris has done a great job, and you know, rallied the guys, and we've been very multiple at what we've played, and you know, that's a top ten team without their running back. So he wasn't playing before, and they all had him ranked in the top ten. So with him, you know, obviously they're even better. So you know, that's a big time, you know, defensive defensive day, especially at the end. Coach, what does it mean uh, for you and the staff to see this group win this game the way that they did? You know, that term, you know, finding a way to win. When you see a team perform like that, what do you think that does for the team going forward and just seeing their performance today? Yeah, I I think, you know, the game obviously could have went easier if we score there and, you know, go up two scores um, when we're down there and, um, you know, we go for it, which, you know, that's analytics. I'm sure a lot of people didn't like that, but six points doesn't do you a whole lot of good comparable, um, you know, to leaving a team down there um, or going up by 10. So, you know, to to see that, that would have been a lot easier. So I would have liked that better. But when these happen like this, it brings your team together and people got to rise up and they got to make plays. And it was cool because the defense made a play that some people say, okay, well, we won the game. Well, no, there's still two and a half minutes. And they did it again, uh, which was huge. And, you know, a really good good quarterback. I mean, their offensive coordinator said he's the first pick of the draft. So, you know, that's pretty good defense to hold him 19 points with the first pick of the draft. Yeah, I think, you know, again, I think same thing I've been saying. I thought at times he played exceptionally well. You know, protection was pretty good. Um, with this structure, um, you know, there were times he was maybe looking, holding the ball a little bit. 
you know, and, uh, you know, you'll watch tape and it'll be easy once you watch tape to say, hey, could have went with the ball here now or there. But, you know, for him, there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot going on. He's playing uh, very good football. Um, you know, if we, if, we, if we get our guys set, we, we went, he throws a dime and, and wins the game and everybody's saying, wow, you know, pretty impressive, you know, to, to lead us back on two drives uh, late in the game there. And, and uh, you know, so... Not sure on the on the very last uh, fumble, um, you know what happened on the protection there. You know. let's, let's get back in it before you go too off the rails here, Shane. We mentioned it: Georgia twenty six, Missouri twenty two in the night game. We were laughing and laughing at what a competitive <laughs> ball game this would not be. I took Missouri in the points, but I took it by a hair of a point, you know what I mean? So it's not like I had a ton of confidence this was going to be a competitive ball game, yet, man, as this thing went on and on and on, Shane, it felt like Missouri might pull the, the stunner of, of upsets here in the college football season. Georgia didn't score in the ball game, Shane, until there was 8.53 remaining in the first half, and it was just a field goal. They didn't score a touchdown until there was 14 minutes left in the entire game. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, Georgia's offense is – I don't know what's happened to it, Shane, but, you know, minus a playmaker here or there on the outside, they've got nothing outside of the, the amazing tight ends, uh, Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers, and, and as good as they are, it's hard for them to consistently stretch defenses. That's a real, real issue. But my special teams player of the week, Shane, I know they lost the ball game, but our guy, Harrison Mevis, no warm-up you won't, no warm you won't give my guy you won't give my guy special teams because they lost yet all of a sudden you're like well you know he redeemed himself this week this guy missed a 29 yard field goal last week Shane this week comes back 41 49 22 52 56 perfect five for five he's the only reason Missouri was in this damn game and they nearly pulled off the stunning upset yeah I gotta give it to Harrison Mevis for for just a, the combination of, of the entire story there uh, you know who didn't miss a 23-yard kick last week? He worked. No, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. He was dynamite. You know, he had me a little worried. I think that first one was like a knuckleball. It's like, ooh, he's got the shakes, you know. But yeah. he, he bounced back, and he was smashing them, man. He could have hit them from 70 yards, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, what a great game. This was a great game. And, and I, you know who I thought was special was that defense of Mizzou. They were yeah. tenacious. They were fired up. They had their ears pinned. They were back in that backfield. Stetson was running for – he's sore, man. I'm telling you, he is sore as shit today because he was running for his life. Uh, kudos to the game plan, the game script. You know, it, they allowed Georgia to get some yardage, you know, especially the first couple of quarters. But it was that bend, don't break mentality. I mean, when it got the 20, they bowed up and made them kick field goals. So, uh, they it was close, man. It was almost one of those biggest upsets. They were showing the stats. Uh, Eli hasn't had a – or no, no, it was Mizzou hasn't had a top – finish in 46 games top one beat the top team in 46 games or something like that yeah i don't know i don't maybe i'm just making that stat up but i saw it there at the end there was something you know you know how they do espn they got all these things they wanted to key up and make it entertaining and and that's exactly what happened but man there was a moment there was a brief moment georgia fans were panicking and I think that's what great teams need. Uh, I, I think the Georgia Bulldogs, is, as much as people have been petting them, uh, we don't do it so much on this show just because <laughs> we get called out on it sometimes. But they're great. They're a great program. The 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 
They could do anything. They could win a national championship. But I think it's humbling games like this they got to have because, you know, some of those they didn't have last year. And I think it hurt them uh, in the SEC championship a little bit. So this was a game they needed to kind of wake up. You know, Kent State, we talked about it. But this one, got shit got real serious when you, you don't have the lead most of the game. Right. And this is what's supposed to happen, Shay, when you go on the road in conference play to a night opponent. You know, anything can happen on the night in the road on the road in the SEC. And, you know, one play that is going to get overlooked, not by Georgia fans, but maybe the rest of the, the SEC, there was a play in the second half, Missouri breakaway, looked like it was going to be a touchdown. But the true mm-hmm. freshman who had the amazing interception in the Oregon game, Malachi Starks, he never gave up on the play, made the tackle, Missouri down to like the one-yard line. They had to settle for a field goal on that position, on that possession. Mm-hmm. After that tackle, and and of course, we're talking a four-point ball game. I mean that that swings you the game right there. So you know it's yeah. ch- championship type plays on the road. You cannot overlook that one. But like you said, offensive line was an issue. Missouri was winning the point of attack, Shane. And let me ask you this: something you know we kind of overlook, perhaps. Sam Pittman's been gone, been gone for quite a while. The mm-hmm. lack of recruiting and developing of an offensive line. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, they're where this is Kentucky's offensive line or anything like that. But how big of a concern is that? Maybe this is, uh, you know, a big drop off on the offensive line in Athens. And and does this even open the door? Perhaps Shane. I know it's just one game. Well, not really, Shane. Because remember this time last week we we're talking Kent State and all these Georgia people jumped on us. Like, what the hell are you talking about? We did this mm-hmm. and that and this, and it was a great game. Well, hell, Kent State <laughs> made it nearly made it a one possession game late in the fourth quarter. So this is two games yeah. in a row now, Shane. Does that open the door for the possibility? I mean, two weeks ago we were saying, my God, Georgia, <laughs> they may not lose mm-hmm. a game by. More than, or you know, yeah. no one's going to come within thirty points of them. Now Tennessee, I know Kentucky just lost, but hell, if Kentucky plays better, they host Georgia. Who knows? I mean, if I'm the rest of the SEC, I'm looking at this and saying, hey, we got us, we got a shot here. Yeah, well, I think it humanized them. You know, I, I, I think one of the things when you think of an Alabama or something like that, they they just seem at times untouchable. Yeah. And sometimes they get into, into your ears. And, and Georgia kind of created that last year. And they started like crazy this year. The first three weeks, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to play Georgia. Right. But now you're watching, like I said, the Kent State. You're watching the the Mizzou game. And you're like, well, if we if we play right, we can win this thing. you know. And, and that's the last thing you want to give team is, is hope. You want them to come in there like, shit, we're going to get our asses handed to it. You know, that's right. that's the mentality. We're going to try to keep this close. <laughs> that's that's how you play Georgia and Alabama right now. But after these last ones, I have seen – I saw so many volunteer fans tweeting off saying, hey, man, we got a shot here. <laughs> that's not what you want because that's the, how the players are going to feel too when they watch the tape of this game. Yeah, and and what about if you're a Missouri fan, Shane? I know, you know, there's there's literally no value in a moral victory, but here a week or so ago we were saying, my God, we got to get rid of drink, and, and this has got yeah. awful. Now, hey, this is not a team that's given up on their coach here. This is a team Mm-mm. that was doing everything it could, and had they converted at the tail end of this game, maybe they do knock off Georgia. And, and I am not – you know, some people I saw questioning – why the hell are we throwing the ball over all over Georgia? We're unsuccessful. We're going real quick three and out. But man, you 
You can't play timid against Georgia to beat them. You have no. got to go through, go for the throat, play aggressive. Didn't work out for you, but Brady Cook, 20 of 32, 192 yards a touchdown. This was arguably his best performance. He's getting a little bit better, getting more confidence. Dominique Lovett, Shane, he, he got hurt. Uh, he did yeah. not return. He still leads the SEC in, in receiving. We'll, we'll kick it over to Drink in just a minute. But I thought it was interesting. He said, well, he wanted to play, but we're going to protect our players. Unlike the Miami Dolphins. He didn't say that last <laughs> part. But, you know, I mean, once you see that what happened to Tua, you know, it puts yeah. things in perspective. We can't – we're not going to be risking people's lives out here to uh, so, so that we can knock off the Georgia Bulldogs. We, we want our players healthy for the entire stretch run here. But I, this team is still fighting hard for him. Dude, I got to apologize. I love it. I, I mean, I talk too much about Luther and nothing against Luther. I love I love the idea. I, I think he's going to be a great athlete. He's, he's done a lot of great things for Mizzou already. But Lovett is the best receiver on that team right now. And when he got – I think that's the, – the biggest injury of the day was, was Lovett getting banged up halfway through. Uh, I think he was the one that was able to stretch the field, keep Georgia honest, and, and they kind of lost a little bit of that. Um, so, you know, I hope, I hope he bounces back. But, you know, little things like that gives you hope. Uh, as far as Mizzou, yeah, we were down with the Auburn game. But, again, that's a game they could have won. They should have won. Yeah. This game is another game. They were in the fourth quarter with the number one team in the country, and you got them up against the ropes, and you lost your best receiver. I think that's why you lost the game. It's it's nothing against – you know, I, I didn't like some of the play calling. You know, some of it was a little high schoolish. you know. <laughs> I thought – I thought, you know, the the double reverse passes and all that stuff, let's let's get away from that. I, I thought – but I, at least they, they threw everything at them. They didn't leave anything on that field. And I think if you're a Mizzou fan, you're thinking, hey, man, we went toe-to-toe with the national champs. What, you know, and we, we've got we got talent on this roster. And what I like about Mizzou is their schedule. They got Florida coming up. They've got uh, Vanderbilt coming up some point. They got – who was the other one? South Carolina. These are winnable games, man. And mm-hmm. if you're going toe-to-toe Georgia, there's no reason those games can't be competitive. So you have an opportunity, if you're Coach Eli, to get this to get this fan base back and, and go on a three-game winning streak going into Kentucky – I mean, think about that. If Mizzou is hot and going three games into Kentucky, who knows what happens? So um, this was a wake-up call. Um, this is a rally call, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this, this team came to play, and they, they didn't – like I said, they didn't leave anything on the field. Right. Eli, it's just learning to finish. How hard is that to do with a group that hasn't quite done it yet in a game like that? It's two games in a row. We just got to learn to finish. We got to keep putting ourselves in those situations. Proud of the fight, beat to hell, uh, but no quit. Next guy in mentality, and uh, you know we're we're self-inflicted wounds away from winning that game. Press on, press on. That's what you got to do. You got to press on. A lot of football left. Um, nobody feels sorry for us. Press on. We, we got a lot, thing, a lot of things to build on. Our football team's coming together. Um, press on. That's what we're going to do. I mean, we were hitting. We were physical. We forced turnovers. We were, you know, pressuring them. Uh, Blake's doing an outstanding job. I mean, 
Blake's doing a great job. Our defense is playing well. They responded to him and the coaching and gave us a chance. Probably are. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think Dominic played in the second half. I mean, just how much changed? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, unfortunate. You know, he, he, he was doing everything he could to give us to go and was going, wanting to go. But, you know, as we learned this week, you got to protect players from themselves. Well, and speaking of injuries, Shane, I, I hate to do it, but, hey, we got some big injuries around the league, and we have got a sponsor, Guardian Brace, that sponsors the weekly injury update. Again, courtesy of Guardian Brace. Guardian Brace, Shane, developed a new generation of knee braces called Rehabilitators. Rehabilitators are rehabilitative wearable technology engineered to reduce and eliminate knee pain, Shane, and this is the best part. All you got to do, put on the brace three hours a day for 90 days, get rid of that chronic knee pain, bone-on-bone issues, maybe you got an old ACL injury. If you're trying not to have surgery, Shane, this is a great alternative. The Guardian Rehabilitator could be your solution. Check them on out, freebody.io, for a risk-free 30-day free trial. Won't cost you a thing, Shane. How great is that? Covered by insurance. Give them a call, 727-526-0108. And why I bring that up, Shane, we're about to talk about the Alabama game, but, man, Bryce Young knocked Mm. out of this game. It looked like he may have been available to go back in. He he had his helmet on and everything, but Saban says after the game, sprained AC joint. Now, there's five different – grades of ac joints but look at their schedule coming up here shane a&m at tennessee and mississippi state those are the next three they probably gonna need bryce young for at you know at least that tennessee game and, and probably that mississippi state game so that's pretty big but maybe they get a little bit of a break because mac johnson he got hurt for texas a&m looked like a thumb injury mm-hmm. so that you know that's a big Big showdown. I mean, I, it would be really unfortunate this Alabama A&M game if both starting quarterbacks couldn't go. But that is going to be a huge storyline to watch. Uh, the other big game we got, Shane, LSU quarterback Jane Daniels. We'll get to that game in a minute. But he got injured, did not return to the game. They got Tennessee this week at home. And speaking of Tennessee, Shane, Cedric Tillman revealed that he had that tight rope surgery on his ankle. Yeah. That's to expedite his uh, recovery and get him back on the field. But he had that during, I think, the, the Florida week. So, you know, they're hopeful that he can play it at Alabama, if not – excuse me, at LSU, if not Alabama. But, again, mm-hmm. that that's a tough one, Shane, because – you know, they, they say Tua – well, Tua came back in 20-some all day. Well, he's a quarterback. And yeah. he, he's not running out there. He's not making these cuts. And, and when Tua came back, he they played horribly and they lost. You know what I mean? So, it's like that yeah. that is not a great example. So, hopefully, hopefully he's good to go. Maybe, you know, every injury is different. Every athlete's different. And, and one, one more, Shane, we'll, we'll tackle with this game here. Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson hit his head. Did not return to the game. They got Mississippi State this week, brother. So, Ooh. man, this is a tough, tough position to be in here if you're the Arkansas Razorbacks. But even worse, coming off a 49-28 to loss at home to mighty Alabama. Are we ready, Shane, to flip 
Alabama's the, <laughs> is the number one team in the SEC. That was a, the biggest critique I got my power rankings this week. I still got Georgia number one. What do, what do you say after seeing Alabama just destroy Arkansas? I'm with whoever complained about your power rankings, Mike. Usually I don't – I just ignore it because I'm probably going to be hurt, you know. Yep. But I'm looking at it, and I was like, well, this is clear-cut Alabama number one, right? They just beat Arkansas. It, what, they didn't go, you know, to uh, death's doorstep with uh, Mizzou here. But I'm watching it, and and, and you, can't, you came out, and they were flip-flopped. Now, I can't really complain because I think Alabama and Georgia is a 1A, 1B right now. Yeah. But – I kind of do because Alabama's dominant. That defense is fantastic. We're going to get we're going to talk about that game here in a second, but just coming from what I just saw and and you know, they allowed Arkansas to get back in that thing and get it interesting, but with the backup quarterback, they 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 pulled away again. So I, yeah. I think that's just showing you, you know, where this Nick Saban led program is and and right now they are the best team in the SEC in my opinion. Ooh, well they did rush for uh, 317 yards Shane on 42 carries, five touchdowns against the Razorbacks. That just killed them. I mean th- these yeah. big runs and I really thought Shane, I don't know about you, but when Bryce Young, you know, we're not, we don't we don't root for injuries or anything like that. I know I picked Arkansas. I was not celebrating that, but when he went down Arkansas got some momentum, and I'm sitting here mm-hmm. saying, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Arkansas is going to win this game. <laughs> but we got to give credit to two guys, Shane. Jalen Milrow, backup quarterback, come in. He's my yeah. clutch player of the week with just a huge, huge run that really, you know, after that happened, it was like a backbreaker for Razorbacks because they had some momentum going, and it, it was all she wrote right there. And Jameer Gibbs, offensive player of the week, Shane, how could it, how could it not be 18 carries? 206 yards, two touchdowns. They stepped up big time with Bryce Young going down on the road, hostile environment to beat the Razorbacks here. Look, you mentioned that defense, Shane. Look at Arkansas's drive chart. I mean, this is why they really lost the game. They come out, punt, 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 fumble, punt, punt. Three of the first six drives are three and out. Now, mm-hmm. they got some momentum. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, but then Punt, field goal, punt, downs. I mean, they petered out real quick there at the end with K.J. Jefferson out of the, the lineup, of course. But, man, this was this is just a devastating, devastating blow. And, and I'm seeing a lot of Arkansas fans, Shane. I mean, they are one foot on that edge of that cliff. But I, <laughs> I sit here and say, well, you just – yes, I picked you to beat Alabama. That's shame on me. But you just – you got worked by a team Shane just said is the, the best in the SEC – Obviously, you should not have lost to A&M. But I think every game the rest of the way on your schedule, I'm not saying you'll win it, but it, these are games you, sh- you should compete with. You should win a bunch of them. I'm not hitting the panic button just yet unless, uh, you know, maybe KJ's out for the year or something. And there's there's absolutely no indication that's going to be the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is not the time to panic. This is not the time to spiral, and and that's what I was afraid of with the the Razorbacks. You know, we we talked about this possible scenario multiple times in the off season. There was a shot they win both these games, Texas A and M and and Alabama. There's a shot they lose one of them, or you know, what if they lose both of them? What yeah. happens? And one of the biggest things we discussed when we were doing that was was the possibility of this. Well. Fold it up. We're done. You know, you know, there's still a real shot that you could go 10 and two 
You know, who doesn't want that record? Who does that makes it easier for you to recruit f- more four and five star talent to your to your program and, and you know momentum and I I this is the last program you need to give up on because it can be worse. You okay? There's a quarter. There was a coach that went down to Auburn, that then went to Texas as a high school coach. He used to be your guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That you you you've come from the the bottoms, the depths of of the purgatory of the SEC, <laughs> and now you're competing with Alabama. There was a real opportunity for you to have that game. Was there some questionable calls in here? Yes. Was there some questionable penalties in here? Sure. It's Alabama. I think it comes with it. No, I'm just giving you. I give Alabama a hard time. They know that. But <laughs> one of the things that drove me nuts was there was some times that we needed to be aggressive. I mm-hmm. think a little more aggressive. And, you know, one of the ones that was glaring at me when it was fourth and one and I don't care if it's on that side. I've got one of the biggest offensive lines in the country. Yep. I've got the most physical quarterback in the country. If there's no reason I can't get one yard, I don't deserve to play Alabama and expect to win. So, you know, I, I think there was a few plays like that 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 really screwed the it just it, it changed the the whole because when you felt it when the fans were into this thing mike and they thought they had a real opportunity that place was violent it was tough to play the the it felt i mean we were right there and if we could have and i say we because i i bought into it man i was into it i was mike's texting me and tweeting me and all this stuff you know he's pumped up i'm pumped up you know it's a real shot alabama may lose to arkansas here but but when they took their foot off the gas and they made a couple of those boneheaded mistakes we talked about coming into this game, it just it blew it, it blew their opportunity and and so that's what I hate is because you rehash games like this and there are opportunities there was moments in that game that they could have not only you know took the lead but they could have sustained it they could have won this game but you know if ifs and buts or candies and nuts we'd all have a wonderful Christmas Mike. Yeah, and it was interesting, Shane, because I mean they're they're kicking on sides, which was that was a great execution. But like you said, they're like punting on fourth and short when you got a monster O line, a monster quarterback, all mm-hmm. these great running backs. Rocket Sanders had over a hundred yards. We gotta give him credit. Still leads the SEC in rushing, I believe, but you just have to play balls to the wall here if you're yeah. gonna beat Alabama. There you cannot be conservative whatsoever. And, you know, I thought when at when Arkansas defense you know, they got that interception of Bryce Young early in the ballgame. Those are the breaks you need. But yeah. there just weren't enough of them. And I don't really fault them on – you know, they were coming after Bryce. I We said all week, that's, that's the only way they're going to slow him down. Got to get to him. It's going to expose you on the back end, and it certainly did. Credit a lot of these Alabama young receivers for stepping up. They, You know, some players are emerging, Shane, which makes Alabama that much more dangerous. Guys that were not making plays against Texas – couple weeks mm-hmm. later, they're making big-time plays for the Crimson Tide. But lack of uh, tackling and execution on, on defense is killing you. Again, we're, we're just at the state of this program, Shane, where you lose a Jalen Catalan, you just can't make that up. Right. And you got guys no, you got guys banged up. That's that's It is what it is right now for Arkansas. I wouldn't – again, I'm not sitting here hitting the panic button. You lost to a team at 99 out of 100 times you play them, you're going to lose that ball game. You need all the breaks to go your way, and you got to execute. They didn't get the breaks, and they didn't execute, and this is what happens. Alabama comes in here, and they beat you up the head, upside the head. You know what? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and Mike, it, it doesn't get easier. They got two top twenty-five teams coming to town, yep. so there is no time to to pout. There's no time to 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 let it linger. You know, snap and clear. This thing's over. We can't bring it back. But what, like I said, what we can do is we can close out an amazing season. You got seven more games, seven more opportunities uh, to to remind the country that there's a reason that some of you pick them to be a top team in the West. So I, I think that's that's where we're at now with Arkansas. It's it's not pack it up. It's just, hey, we got some more because it, it could get ugly. If it does spiral and you and you lose to Mississippi State or you lose to BYU, then what? You know, that's that's when your recruits say, Well, hell, I don't want to go play for Sam now. You know what I'm saying? Right. They have really got to keep their foot on the gas here. Better at Nick, how, how's Bryce? You know, Bryce has a little AC sprain in his shoulder. Um, you know, we'll have to take it day to day. I think he's okay. He doesn't have a serious injury. Um, I don't – we didn't think it was – you know, he could go back in the game today because I didn't think he had much steam on throwing the ball. He's had these before, and in a few days he starts to respond pretty well, so we just have to see how it goes and, you know, play it day to day. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I was going to call Jimbo afterwards and tell him <laughs> exactly what we're going to do. So, you know, if he can hear it in the press conference, then I don't have to call him. So, you know, there are things that Jalen does well. Um, you know, we practice some of those things, and if he has to play, we'll practice some more. So, um, but I thought he did a good job of managing the game today and, you know, gave our t team a chance to win. Uh, we scored how many points with him playing quarterback? We had 14 when Bryce was in there and the rest was when he was in there. So, it wasn't all bad. Coach, how big was that Jalen Milrow run at the beginning of the fourth quarter? Kind of stopped the bleeding there a little, their running momentum. Yeah, it, it's, it's stopped the bleeding for sure because that was third and long in bad field position and if we don't make a first down there they're going to get the ball back and they're down by five and have all the momentum in the game so that was a huge momentum swing in the game in my opinion you know after that we played better uh after that i didn't think they played as well down some how big was that and they, they hit a lot of big ones. and that 77 yard run by milrow it looked yeah. like you had them you know it was huge i mean they were they were down i think inside the 20 and 28 23 game and and uh he went 77 and then uh, they scored a couple of plays later and and uh got it back up to a 12 point game and and uh, we didn't answer uh, on offense and that, that was a big, big play. I was proud. You know, I'm proud of the team for the way we came out and, and fought back into the game. I mean, we were in it, in it. And uh, with that play right there, seemed to take a little bit of the wind out of our sails. Uh, and we couldn't convert the next time we had the ball. But, but uh, that was a big, big play. And then, you know, obviously Gibbs is run. And I don't think we touched him, you know. So we got to get – We've got to get better. We've got to tackle better. We seem to say it every week, but we've got to eat up space better. But on offense, we've got to throw the ball better, too. We're not 
I mean, we're, we're right now we're one dimensional and we're, we've got to be able to throw and catch and protect and all those things. And it's got to be better because we can't just turn around and hand the ball off and beat really good teams. We got to, we got to do better. Um, KJ got slammed down and yeah. came out for a play and then went back. Can you update us on how he's doing, what you uh, thought of the game? I mean, he hit his head. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he's at, to be honest with you. Obviously, we didn't bring him back in, so I, I don't know any more than that. So, Sam, um, you guys made a great comeback, but Alabama, you know, led the whole way, built a big lead, and they do that on a lot of people. That's kind of their MO. How tough is that? when you fall behind Alabama, whether it's you guys or anybody else are playing, how tough is it to play from behind? Well, it's hard. You know, we did it all that, the whole game last year over there, you know, it was maybe getting close or like today, except we didn't, you know, they didn't end up having the big, big plays in the fourth quarter, you know, well, we answered them every, you know, for most part last year. Um, but I don't know side the message to the team at halftime because you know you just score you know you can get the ball did you feel like we can we can get back in this game and, and you did yeah i felt like we'd get back in the game as long as we believe we can get back in the game you know and and uh you know what happens is is um we've won a lot of games you know 12 of our last whatever it is and I guess 12 or last 18 or whatever. But what happens is you can't – you got to watch it because we can't revert revert back to, you know, when we're getting our butt kicked every week, you know, and, and you got to watch it because it's hard. Um, we've got to have leadership. That's what the halftime was, was about the older guys that need to lead and and talk, you know, and I think – the captains did a nice job at halftime of talking after I got through, but it was just, to be honest with you, it was just a challenge to go play hard, to play hard, show our character, who we are, what got us here, go out there and play hard. And, uh, you know, we had to make adjustments as a coaching staff, but they had to, had to go out there and play hard, and I thought they did. The podcast is also brought to you by Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports, college football. Our favorite thing about Prize Picks, there's many daily fantasy sports options out there. But what we love about Prize Picks, college football selections. They also got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, every professional sport. But only at Prize Picks can you get on these college football SEC selections every week. I'm on a heater picking you winners over at prize picks and right now with that promo code sec prize picks is willing to match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks for all new users gotta get over to prize picks and here's one of my other favorite things about it let's say you pick a parlay with three selections here at prize picks you get two of them right but you don't get the third normally you'll lose outright at prize picks they give you your money back for getting two out of three. You can't beat it. So head on over to Prize Picks and don't forget to use that promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. And you can find a link to Prize Picks in the show notes. The podcast is brought to you by Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with 
NFL Red Zone also included, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. If you want to be like me and get rid of cable, Fubo TV could be your solution. Over hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the cost of cable. Watch on all your devices with a cloud-based DVR, up to a thousand hours of cloud-based DVR included in this. There's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. And right now, Fubo TV is giving you free Fubo for seven days and get a 15% off your first month if you go to FuboTV.com slash SEC. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SEC. You can try it for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Well, speaking of getting ugly, Shane, kick it on down to Starkville where Mississippi State won 42-24 over Texas mm. A&M. And we – I mean, we'll give Mississippi State their credit here in a second. Hell, I, I picked this. I thought this was going to happen. But we have to – the elephant in the room, so to speak, Shane, Jimbo Fisher – Mr. Chasing Airplanes over here also tweeted out, fire Jimbo. What yeah. Do you think there's – I don't know. I, I, uh, should they keep Jimbo? Is there hope under Jimbo? Is this going to get corrected? Or, I mean, my God, Shane, this is year five. This is his yeah. quarterback, which came in and threw two interceptions, including a pick six. Uh, I, I mean, without Devon Archain, who's a, he's just incredible – they got nothing mm-hmm. on offense. Yeah, and this is Jimbo's nothing. offense. I mean, this is this is a damn disaster here, and I, I they're stuck with them. It is painful, painful to watch, Mike. It is absolutely painful to watch A and M out there on offense. I, I feel bad for the defense. They try so hard, man. They do. They really are a great unit, but they don't get. They're not getting the accolades because their offense sucks that bad, yeah. and 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 it's it's a combination. I I know I got some shit online when I said fire Jimbo, you know. I think they should. I mean, honestly, but I don't have eighty million dollars laying around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not that invested. But apparently, there are a few boosters getting together and trying to find some money. So, I mean, if you could get another coach down there, absolutely. But this is 2022, Mike. Have you not watched college football? Look at all of them. Alabama, Georgia, uh, Tennessee now. Nobody is running that style of offense. It's it's almost – Jimbo's offense almost resembles uh, freaking Georgia Tech from a few years back, you know, that, that you have to purposely game plan for him. Right. And you don't really need to because their quarterback is not playing that well. So I, I, I just I feel bad for the Aggies because there is a lot of hope. There's a lot of momentum with recruiting and and there's potential, man. It's oh so potential, but it's raw and it's young and and so part of you is like, well, we got to give them time. But like you said, year five, you know, this isn't his first class. This is his fifth class, and, and and we're still making excuses for him. How long are you going to do that? I, I no, I'm 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 really disappointed, and, and the fact that there's no change, you know, I'm the first. I know when I mess up. I know when I make a mistake, and and I'm I'm the typically the first to admit it, unless I'm really, you know, like I said, in this situation, things ain't working. 
and there's nothing being done. There's no, okay, let's try something different. It's like, no, let's, let's add a few more pages in my damn book. I'm going to hold on the sideline. No, Jimbo, it ain't it. I, I told you last week, Mike, why not relinquish some of the offensive duties to someone else? Right. So that he can focus on the full team and not just the the lackluster performance of the offense, and maybe that's the spark they need. Maybe try the true freshman. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Just something. We need something here to just kind of wake up that side. the The best I saw that offensive play, Mike, was when they were in a two minute drill. Yep. And and you know that's what people are doing. It's a fast-paced offense. You've got to keep going. You can't grind the clock out because you don't have the offense to take that final possession and win a game. You just don't. So, right. yeah, it, something something has got to change down there, man. Yeah, it looks like Jimbo's doing a tax return over there with his uh, damn play sheet. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? But Seriously. But you, you, hit it, you hit the nail on the head there, Shane. When they sped it up, you know, I, I'm sure less thinking out there, just going out there and playing ball – Jimbo blaming yeah. it on on execution, you know the plays are there. Well, hell, this is this is year on year on year. This is an issue. Quarterback is an issue. You got you're surrounded by all this talent. You got all these receivers. You you barely do anything with them. Now Moose Muhammad had a good game. We'll give him credit. Six catches, 119. I I uh, called out Devon Achain. 16 carries, 111 yards, six catches for 21 yards. But Max Johnson, my goodness, I mean, he's taking a beating back there. He was a warrior mm-hmm. getting hit left and right, staying tough in the pocket to the point that he got hurt and he had to come out. Like I said, Haynes King comes in there, throws two more picks. It, I mean, I am not trying to bag on, on King, Shane, but, I mean, yeah. six of 13 for 49 passing yards, that, that's like his stat line every time. Uh, you know, yeah. no touchdowns. So, I mean, either – you know he's a great player, but this is just a poor offense, or or maybe he's just not that good a player, or, or not a good player in this system. But here's how they fix it, Shane. Because I, I don't, I I agree with you. If there was not a 85, 90 million buyout, I would probably get rid of Jimbo. But we got a lot of momentum here, Shane. We got rec- recruiting momentum, defense year in and year out is awesome. Clearly, the problem is Jimbo and his offense, and I'll tell you how to fix it. I don't know if I don't know if he you know they'll do this, but and I don't know if these guys got non compete clauses, so they may. So you may have to throw all this out. But you go up here, Shane, and you steal away Arkansas offensive coordinator Kendall Browse, who's got years and years of, of Texas background. He'd love to be in the state of Texas. And then you go to South Carolina and you steal away their wide receivers coach Justin Stepp, who was at Arkansas. And and it has been at SMU. He's been at a number of places. He's an elite. That's what you got to do. And it, it doesn't even have to be those two, but I, those are just like the perfect marriage. We need up tempo, fast paced, yep. new age offense. Go get your Oklahoma's offense coordinator that was at Ole Miss last year. I don't know if you could get him. He's an Oklahoma grad, but that's what you got to do. And and we got to you know we got to. That's what killed Dan Mullen, Shane. He was too loyal yep. to his assistants. These receivers. They haven't done anything at AM since the whole time Jimbo's been there. So right. we got to bring in a receivers coach that knows what the hell he's doing too. Joe Brady, you I don't know if you remember that, Shane, but I said that's what they should have been doing during the offseason. Bring in Joe Brady. That mm-hmm. that may not be realistic because I don't know if he wants to come to college, but hell, pick up the phone, make him an offer he can't refuse, or say, 
Who else could do what you do, Joe Brady? What you did for LSU, <laughs> you can get that done at A&M. And if, if they have it, if they just have a competent – I'm not saying they got to be, you know, Alabama good on offense, but if they're Mississippi State good on offense, I mean, A&M's a 10-win ball club. You know what? Yeah, absolutely, man. And and that's that's what's frustrating, infuriating, I think, if you're an Aggie fan, is the fact that that you have the pieces. You just – you don't have the recipe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I don't want to take away, Mike. I feel like we've just been shitting on A&M for a long time, which rightfully so. But I don't want to take away from what Mississippi State did to them. Uh, this was a flawless execution of a football game. Um, you know, the, this this is the Mississippi State we signed up for in the offseason. Yep. And it felt like, you know, they – they uh, don't get me wrong, Aggies made it tough. That defense did everything. It's like a dam, you know, it's got a crack and they keep putting a piece of gum in. They did it till half, but then all of a sudden they couldn't do it anymore. And this offense just completely opened up. Uh, the defense was playing tenacious like their hair is on fire. Um, man, it was just a. It was a. If you're a Mississippi State Bulldog fan, you're very, very happy uh, bouncing back with that with that awesome victory, man. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So let, let's shift it to Mississippi State side chain. They scored on offense, obviously. They scored on defense with a pick six. They scored on special teams. They blocked a field goal, returned it for a touchdown. I mean, it is rare that a team in the S in an SEC matchup scores all three phases of the game. Credit to them. They forced two red zone turnovers of A&M. That's how you win these games. Will Rogers, this is the Will Rogers we thought we were getting, Shane. 31 of 45, 329 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And this is probably the biggest thing. Mike Leach is, you know, he'll never go full uh, – Georgia Tech offense. This is not going to be a, a run first, but hey, they committed to it, brother. 24 rushes, yeah. 144 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Johnson had 68. Marks had 54. And that was key to winning this football. Just that balance. If people are going to dare you to, to run it on them, now he's willing because he's got two good running backs. He's willing to do that. And it paid off in a big, big way. And one last guy I want to shout out, Shane. Defensive player of the week, Emmanuel Forbes, two interceptions, including the pick six that was the backbreaker in this ball game. Just a complete, complete effort by the Bulldogs. This is the Mississippi State we thought we were getting. And now you're getting an Arkansas that's limping and hurting. It's a real opportunity, Shane, mm-hmm. to get some big time momentum rolling there in Starkville. Coach, after the uh, loss to uh, LSU, you mentioned how this team struggled with some adversity issues, but it seemed like every time that AM had got something going, whether it was a penalty, big play, y'all responded. Have you kind of seen that shift in practice, or was this kind of a pleasant surprise today? Uh, it's kind of shifted in practice. It's kind of shifted in practice. We got a highly motivated group that wants to do well and can sometimes uh, press a little bit, you know, because they're very eager uh, to do things well. Um, and so sometimes it's important to stay composed and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, just have the patience to do your job over and over again until things come your way. And um, so I think we've gotten better at that. John. Mike, uh, Brandon let me know that you're now 9-4 and four against uh, Texas A&M. You've won your last two games against the Aggies. Do you feel like you kind of have A&M's number a little bit? <coughs> 
I don't know. What, I hope so. Well, I thought it was ten and three, but um, but uh, no, nah, it's yeah, they're a great team, and they're always it's always fun to play. And of course, uh, you know, a great legendary team, both on and off the field. So yeah, it's it's always fun to play A and M. No. System plays are there and we're there. And we've got to execute. We gotta coach them better. That system's the same system a lot of people use and what's going on. I'm not it's plays are there. We execute, we see we're in the red zone, ready to score. Ready to, ready to hit it. We just gotta pick it up and go. Why isn't it clicking though, Jimbo? We're not executing. We got we got guys take a turn, he takes a turn, we take a turn, you know, whatever. We gotta coach them better, make sure they're in that position and, and do it. And that's just can't press harder, gotta press you gotta go easier. I mean, we had chances to make plays at multiple times in the game and we gotta do it and we gotta make sure we're getting them getting them called right, get them right, make sure they execute it right, pick it up, look at the twist, and we'll look at the film and see where we go wrong. I know one loss isn't a means to overreact, but when you look at where you are in year five, do you feel like the program is still taking steps? Yeah, with us and we got good players and we'll keep going. We'll keep sawing wood and, and do the things we gotta do and, and get there. When we're not where we wanna be, no doubt. Gotta get better. All right, final game here, Shane. Woo, man, another <laughs> night game class. See, they just throw these games on at night. It's a classic. They, this was our wager of the week for both of us. Don't forget, oh. check out the wager app. Compete against us. We're so awful on the wager app now, Shane. It would be wise yep. for everybody on here to jump on that app. Remember that promo code SEC. They'll give you a free 20 bucks. Just jump on that wager app and just fade our picks. You're guaranteed to get a winner because I thought it, Auburn had a guaranteed winner here, Shane, but they yeah. drop it to LSU 21, 17, man, Auburn was up 17 to nothing in this game. Shane got outscored, obviously 21 to zero on the back half and lost this damn ball game. Let me tell you, if you, I don't know that this has ever happened, Shane. I don't know if you can, if you can think of a game, but LSU had five passing yards in the second half. And they won this game. I mean, how ridiculous <laughs> is that? Five passing yards in an SEC ball game all on the road and you win. Oh, my God. But Coy uh, oh, Moore. Sounds like A&M again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. You mentioned wager. It, it's it's People have been waiting for this moment for a long, long time, you know? Yep. When I, when I start hitting, they're like, hmm. Something don't sound right, you know. <laughs> but then, as soon as I start losing, I'm on. I am back. The Grim Reaper's back, baby. <laughs> so every time I get a bet in there, you might as well come up there and collect my money. <laughs> yeah, and that one guy, I I feel bad for him, Shane. Auburn receiver Coy Moore. He was at LSU last year. I, he did some podcast. Apparently, he said, "I, you know, I'm better than anybody over there at LSU." Well, that was the wrong thing to say because he was the one that threw the interception on the trick play near the goal line. Mm-hmm. No idea what in the world he was thinking. Just, I mean, there was no one even to throw it to. He just throws a, a, a baby duck up there that's picked off, and he got stripped by Greg Brooks. That was really the backbreaker. Auburn had some momentum. Uh, just a rough, rough day for Coy Moore. But look at this LSU drive chart, Shane. And, again, they won this ball game. Punt, 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 touchdown. Punt, punt, touchdown. Punt, punt, fumble. <laughs> And you won this game. I mean, this this is incredible. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little concerned. You know, we'll have all all week to talk LSU Tennessee. But if you play like that against Tennessee, you're gonna lose by sixty points because they they're gonna put up some points on you. Jane Daniels eight of twenty for eighty yards. 
Uh, 16 rushes, 59 yards, and he got banged up. He did not return. Garrett Nussmeyer came in there and looked pretty terrible, if you ask me. But, uh, <laughs> man, just just a, yeah. just a wild, wacky game. You know what? It really was, man, and it was kind of brutal to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the Mizzou game, and I keep flipping back, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> because, honestly, I when, it was, when they were kind of going away with it, I said, here we go again. Shane with another bad bet. And so, I, you know, what I do is I record those and then I'll, I'll zoom through them later the next day. But then, you know, I kept getting tweet notifications and I was like, what's going on over there? I mean, and then I flip over and like you said, it was a miserable game. Yeah. The second half, it was, it was, I, you ever, you know, I can't remember the name of that movie. Uh, when they all had to hold on to the football, was that the, was that the program? Um, the, to, to, yeah, all around avoid, campus. Yes, that's what we got to have today on both of these squads, man. Just <laughs> hold on to that football, and if you fumble it in the class, you better get on it first, you know, because <laughs> if someone else brings that football. It was just fundamentals, and this is what drives me nuts about Kelly because that's one thing he's really good about is the efficiency of his program, mm -hmm. stupid mistakes like that. Uh, nothing against Brian and Auburn, but, you know, they're just trying to survive right now. They're 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 – they're doing anything and everything to orchestrate offense and, and, and just keep, you know, it's just Auburn's Auburn. Yeah. I will tell you this though. What did surprise me, Mike is, is these fans never give up. Nope. Auburn. I mean, it was, I feel bad because they were there, man. They were showing it and it was loud and, and there's the, they let this one slip away. Nothing's worse then, then these type of games is, is is you feel like oh shit here it goes we're gonna lose another one, right. and so I feel bad for the fan base there. But kudos to LSU four and one can't believe it. These guys are playing you know better than they should I think, but you know they keep improving. This wasn't the greatest game, but they found a way to win. They found a way to come back. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is a formula you want to use moving forward, uh, five yards passing and a half, but, but anything, everything to get an ugly victory an ugly victory is still a victory, Mike. And LSU, I believe tied for first in the West, Shane. So I mean, like you're saying, nobody gives a damn how you get it done. Just get it done, mm -hmm. particularly on the road in the SEC West. And if LSU corrects some of these issues, very, very, very dangerous team, mm -hmm. uh, but man, I think you said it perfectly, Shane. I mean, these Auburn fans, they deserve better. And this is not – I mean, hell, we just pile and pile on Brian Harson, But this is the fifth SEC game in a row where Auburn gave up a double-digit lead. And I, I kind of feel bad even for Brian Harson, Shane, because, you know, if a couple breaks go here or there, we are talking about a, a team that has upset, you know, Alabama and LSU and uh, so many games where they had a shot. But they just hell. They were up. What was it? Twenty-eight to three on Mississippi State. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's time and time again. We're like, we put in half a great game of football, and then a half we just collapse. It. I just, I hate it for them. I hate it for those fans. Um, but you know, change help is on the way. Basically, hopefully, if they get that higher right, you know what? Well, what scares me, Mike, is the next four opponents, I think there are combined records 17-3. and three. So it doesn't get any easier for Auburn. Like, the games that they could win, they almost blew Mizzou. 
Yeah, and they came out. They they blew this opportunity. These are games Brian needed. This is games that Auburn needed, and uh, the fact they didn't get away with that one. That I mean, like I said, it does not get any easier down there. So this game, it's an emotional game, and we all know that for those you know who love the game. And I, I want to ask you: you get asked a lot of questions. There's a lot of criticism, of course, that you've heard. How do you manage that? You hear the players backing you. You, I know you said last week you want to avoid the outside distraction. But what are you doing as a coach to make sure that you're not letting you know that take over, especially in a game where you don't have control what happens on the field as coach? Yeah, I, I think it's really like it's it's life. I mean, it's the same thing. Control what you can, right? I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. It's the same message you tell your players, and the same things you learned over your career as a player and a coach, and all the things you do. Uh, I think just as a person, in whatever profession you're in, like control what you can. All right. What happens for us every week, we get a chance to go out there and people get to see what we have put together every Saturday. All right. And that's what we get judged on. We get judged on what we do every Saturday. And that's the reality of it. Uh, that's the test every week for us. Uh, there's a lot of things that we do from Sunday through Friday that's really good. And then on Saturday, that's what everybody gets to see. And we know that. And that's what you sign up for. Um, but I think the number one thing for everybody is just control what you can control. And I think for every player in there, these guys are 18 to 22, and, and the message is clear, like, it's your life, all right? It's not anybody else's, and that's the one thing. And people may have opinions on that, but it's your life. And what are you going to focus on, right? And that's, that's got to be the number one thing, I think, for every single one of us, is just focus on the things you can't control. What can you do better? Um, you always have to self-assess, all right? There's that. And then take that and, and try to improve. And I, and I mean that too, win or lose. You know, sometimes winning covers up a bad, per, you know, a, a, maybe the standards aren't what you wanted it to be, but you still win the game. And to me, that's what you have to, that's what you have to take away from it, all right, and learn from it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge every single week for all of us to do that. And that's, that's part of football. That's what you sign up for. And those are things that, um, you know, I think overall in the long run make you better, all right? It's just how you handle those things. How do you respond? you know, when you have something that's uh, not going your way, how are you going to respond to it? Because you can quickly turn it around if you respond the right way. And if you don't, then, you know, it's going to continue to be something that affects you until you figure out how to do that. And, and then just real quick, Shay, we don't want to just completely overlook this, but Florida beat Eastern Washington 52 to 17 here on, <laughs> on Sunday morning. And if you, if you caught any of that, Anthony Richardson, my goodness, and he came up beautiful, beautiful 75 yard, pass i think mm -hmm. it was touchdown he's out here he's making these guys look like clowns out here running around i mean he's on another level he got banged up left the game but it was it was clear shade it was like well do we need a quarterback against this team you know <laughs> so you know gotta keep him healthy for uh, missouri coming up eastern washington scored two touchdowns late in this game to make it look like they kind of were competitive but this was just mm -hmm. a complete complete domination and and this is what you want after coming off a tough loss under billy napier continue to improve you know yeah. uh just destroy these cupcakes move on to the next week don't don't embarrass yourself absolutely and build anthony richard confidence i i think coming off that tennessee game mm -hmm. you know we we were always i'm not saying we were worried about a letdown here but that's just again it's a confidence booster it's a reminder that you are great and, and that's one thing that uh even though i give dan a hard time it's what he talks about sometimes when you're expected to be the guy the alpha dog it gets between your ears and 
and I think maybe it did a little bit. He got a little rattled, but I feel like he's coming out on the backside of this, a better quarterback, and this is just a continuation of that. Not even a fun game to watch. It was just – I mean, it was a stat <laughs> It was a stat gaining game. It's NCAA. This is how you win your Heismans, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so this one's over with. We could put it behind us. But I was a little worried when he went in the tent, Mike. I sent you a text, but yeah. uh, apparently that's going to be okay. So everybody can breathe now. Now, last thing, Shay, we always like to hit on the opening lines for the upcoming week. And here's the beautiful part, Shane. Every SEC team in action this weekend, mm-hmm. and they're all playing another SEC team. So, yes. man, these are going to be some great games. And let's start with one where Cousin Shane, he may have backed off this by now, but maybe not, predicted upset of the year right here. Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. What do you think the opening line is for this? And, and hell, Vanderbilt's going to have two weeks to prepare for this one. Yeah, old Swanee comes out there. This yep. may be the best quarterback they've faced yet. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Kentucky. Uh, just sorry. That's my little punch. No, I think um, I, I think Ole Miss is going to be favored in this one by mm, 20. Oh, almost hit the nail on the head, Shane. 19. Okay. But this, right. this could be a very back-and-forth, high-scoring game, no doubt. How about this one, Shane? Auburn at Georgia. It, this was the the CBS game. There's going to be two this week, but this will be the first one. Mm, this one's not fair. I think it's 24 and a half. I think I stumbled across this one. 28. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's changed. I don't know. 24 and a <laughs> half, I'd put money on. No, I'm just kidding. 28. Okay. Four scores. Now, how about Missouri at Florida? And you, remember, this is one where I, if you're not an SEC fan, if you're not a fan of these teams, I – I can't believe how many people were trashing this this week of games. You got to remember, Missouri won this in overtime last year. The year before, they damn there was a brawl, and it, there yeah. was Darth Vader. I mean, this. <laughs> I'm not saying these are like the the biggest rivals, but this is this is an interesting game in my opinion, particularly after we just saw Missouri almost knock off Georgia. Sneaky fun game, and it's kind of like. The Kentucky Florida was a few years back, you know. Yeah. We we didn't get we didn't give them the respect, but then after a while they started earning it. So, mm-hmm. um, give me Florida. I still think they're going to be favored here by a couple scores. So give me ten. Bingo! I think you did see these already. Okay, I did see that one. Texas, I did see that one. Texas did it A&M. sound like I didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> How about this one, Shay? Texas A and M at Alabama. Okay, believe it or not, didn't see this one. So, I'm going to go Alabama minus 26. I think it opened at 20, but it's already up to 24. So, yeah, oh, okay. you're, you're pretty close there. But we don't even – again, we don't know if Bryce Young is even going to play in this game. I hope he does. I hope he's fine. But if he doesn't, I mean, I think – oh, man, I, even though A&M so poor, I think i jump on A&M just because – I don't know. Yeah. That, that's a lot of points in a game where this is A and M season. You know, I'm, right. the season may already be lost, but this is a everybody's making fun of you. You know, we're what's Jimbo's buyout? That's probably being googled more than anything right now. This is an opportunity to smash all that. Uh, mm-hmm. This has got to be A and M Super Bowl. I think they make it uh, at least a much more competitive game in, in twenty four or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, this is an interesting one. This is one you want to read the tea leaves, maybe find somebody on one of those uh, message boards, and if you see a quarterback commit or don't commit, <laughs> then you get on there and you make your bet. So, yeah, uh, yeah this one, this one's an intriguing one. One I kind of want to stay away from right now, too many factors. Now, how about this one, Shane? South Carolina at Kentucky, mm-hmm. and don't – hey, don't – I know you're not going to forget – because we played the clip about 26 times. It's a sunglass game. Where Mark Stoops, Shane Beamer, they do not like Mm-mm. each other. I'm, I'm just reading in between the lines, but I know Kentucky hates South Carolina. So It's an interesting, <laughs> interesting game here, Mike. And I'm, I'm still going to give Kentucky the nod here yeah. uh, by uh, 13? 10. Kentucky by okay. 10. Yeah, this is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, you better believe that stuff's going to be all over the walls up there. Yep. Now, how about this one? This is annually a tough game, Shane. Arkansas at Mississippi State. And let's just assume KJ's healthy because I, with the lines out, I think they, they assume that he is. Okay. Lines out. I'm going to give – oh, here I just talked Mississippi State. But I'm going to give Arkansas the luck. Where's it at? At Mississippi State. Ooh. Be a lot, yeah, of, still lot of Arkansas cowbells. Minus, minus three. Arkansas minus three. Mississippi State minus six. Why do I hate the Bulldogs all of a sudden? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think because they broke your heart against LSU. They, man, I don't think you understand, brother. That one destroyed <laughs> me. I can't. I have PTSD from that thing. Now, last one, Shane. Game of the week here. Tennessee at LSU. I think they're kicking off at like nine in the morning down there. Mm. Kicking ass at nine o'clock, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go Tennessee minus uh, fourteen. Four. Oh, what? So it, I mean, oh. hey, I mean, again, this is not indicative, really, of of, of a prediction of the, the final score, but these people nail it more often than not. So, <laughs> hey, this uh, this could be a dog fight down here. You know what? Well, I don't like the sound of that, Mike. I like mine better. <laughs> That's my big orange hot kicking in. You got me an orange shade again. <laughs> Haven't seen him in two weeks. I'm jonesing for a little volunteer. <laughs> but man, just listen to all those games. We, we there's going to be upsets. There's going to be broken hearts. There's going to yeah. We just hope it's not cousin Shane. But there is <laughs> there's going to be some madness this weekend in the SEC. There always is when there's this many conference games. You know what? Mike, there, there's still we're how many week, couple weeks in now, and we still don't know what's going to happen. You know, a lot of times we've read this SEC story and we said, okay, at the end of the season, these two teams are going to play, and this is how it's going to end up. Yeah, but you can't, you cannot say that this year, and and I love that because it feels like the competition is starting to even out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fact you got Mizzou going toe to toe with the number one team in the nation is is just a a glaring spot that anything can happen. It is not over. So uh, I, I'm I'm ready, brother. I'm ready for some some action. And we got those cupcake teams out. We're they're going to filter back in here in a little bit. We got homecomings coming up around the corner. But <laughs> but it is really nice to watch these SEC. And this is just a glimpse of what's going to happen when we expand and we go to pods. We're going to get more SEC games. Yep. So I'm I am here for it, brother. Well, all right, man. That that's all I got. Unless you got anything before we hop off the line. No, I feel like this week is my week to bounce back from gambling, though. So uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> I don't like losing. You know what I'm saying? It's 
Uh, it's been a rough, rough, rough outing, but uh, a lot of people took my money this week, and I, I'm not a fan of that. So I'm bouncing back, baby. So uh, I'm good. I'm ready, ready for some action. Keep keep your eyes peeled, um, you know, for the YouTube channel. Uh, uh, check out the Twitter. You know, as soon as we hear some in, some news about the quarterbacks, because there's a lot of lingering question marks floating around out there, uh, we'll be sure to get that out to you guys. Absolutely. Well, brother, I appreciate you. As always, appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols.